Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. Three, that's a magic number. Morell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. It is, in fact, Gabe Ramirez right here on your evening show, right after some Bears All Access, man. Love hearing from Jeff Joniak. Jim Miller is that dude. So whenever you get a chance to hear some more, like, in-depth Bears coverage, especially in the middle of the week, it's got to make you feel good, man. So I'm, I'm holding you down till 9 o'clock today, rolling solo. But we are starting the show the way we always do, with the trifecta. The top three stories in my brain from today in no particular order. Number three. Number three story uh, for the trifecta today is the reality is this, guys. I cannot, I cannot stop myself from reading mock drafts. It's a sick place to be. But that's where I'm at. It's like once you found out that the Bears were – one game away from having that first pick in the draft, you kind of you were already doing it in your head with the number two slot. Oh, where where can we go? Who has the most number one picks and all this good stuff? And that's where I'm at right now. Do you know? Here's something you can tell your friends: if the Bears get the number one pick in the draft, it'll be the first time since 1947 that the Bears. See, I'm glad Leo turned his head around. Producer Leo today. First time since 1947, the Bears will have selected first overall, if in fact that ends up happening. First of all, damn, 75 years since the Bears have picked number one. I guess the thing is this, if if you heard that stat, you would come to the conclusion that the Bears have been so good for such a long period of time that they've never had to select first overall. But it couldn't be further from the truth. Aside from one Super Bowl, Bears have been kind of, eh. Right, especially these last 20, 30 some years. So uh, again, that, that's where I'm living at right now. I'm, I'm not drafting it. I've seen some terrible ones. I saw one. I don't want to say who it was from, but somebody said that the Bears, if they get the number one pick, should trade it to the Cincinnati Bengals, and all they would get in return would be a number or a first round pick, Cincinnati's first round pick, which would be the number twenty eight pick, a second round pick, next year's number three, and that's it. What? No. Are you kidding me? I've been watching football way too long, and I've seen too many teams run away like Robin Hood with a bag full of goodies after trading away a number one pick. So, again, if the Bears do get the number one pick, the, the thing we got to understand is the Texans then will have the number two pick. They, without a doubt, are going to be selecting a quarterback. So let's just say, for example, right, the Texans are really high on Bryce Young. Quarterback from Alabama, stud, should have won the Heisman again. If somebody else wants him and understands they need to jump ahead of the Texans to get him, that means that you've just, there's a multiplier placed on expected draft capital at that moment. Think about that. Regardless of who it is, is it the Lions? Is it the Carolina Panthers? Whoever it is, they are going to want to get Bryce Young instead of the Texans, who would, at that moment, sit at the number two pick. So it's something that we should all be rooting for. You saw how bad the Colts were on Monday Night Football last night versus the Chargers, and the Texans played the Colts the last game of the season. 
we'll see if Nikki Visor can do something. But um, all I got to say is I just don't want this offense to be the same as it is next year. Or excuse me, I don't want next year's offense to be the same as it is this year. And Patrick Manley uh, hung out with some of the guys here on the score and, and really shared the same sentiment. Yeah, but I'm hoping too, Layla, that that's not the offense. You know what I mean? That that's not what you're dependent upon. I hope you're dependent upon his arm, the running backs, and that just is something that comes natural in the game that you call six to seven quarterback runs or five to six quarterback runs, and then you let him scramble and use his legs that way. I'm just hoping in the future that's not the game plan. I'm hoping that, you know, they don't have to have another mini buy and come up with this offense and say, hey, we got to put the ball in your hands 12 times and runs to get something done. I, I just hope that's not it. If it is, we're still, that means we're struggling with talent again next year. And that's why you need more draft picks. Patrick Manley with Holmes and Rahimi earlier this afternoon. But again, you need more draft capital. In order to do that, you got to trade away you know, your, your top picks. So it'll be interesting. Hopefully we can get a haul for that. Leo, let's open up the lines. I want to open up the lines right now. And if you're driving around the city, I'm just I'm curious if you share the same sickness that I do, which is mock draft overwatching and overreading. I'm just curious. So that, that way I can be there with you because I want to know what you've, what you've seen. I want to chat with you. The phone lines are open, all right? 312-644-6767. Are, are you obsessing over the mock drafts? Because I want to talk to you about them, all right? Make sure you call me in. It's Gabe Ramirez in the middle of the trifecta. Number two. Number two story is that, in fact, J.J. Watt, a J.J. Watt, it has announced his retirement. All I know is, you mess with me, you got problems. Oh, I'll show you. I'll show you. Just make sure you got a good view. Get some popcorn. Maybe some jujubes. A slushy, snow caps, perhaps. Maybe some snow caps. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wouldn't want J.J. Watt talking trash to me on the other side of the line, but clearly he is cut from the same cloth as Michael Jordan. But he, in fact, announcing his retirement after the season began his career in 2011. It's been that long. He spent uh, nine seasons, excuse me, ten seasons with the Houston Texans, just really accumulating some incredible stats, 115 and a half sacks in his career. Two interceptions, not too bad. And oddly enough, both of those interceptions ran back to the house for a touchdown. Impressive if you're J.J. Watt. Um, Obviously a slew of tackles, but more importantly, just a leader on and off the field. So it's been really cool to see J.J. Watt's career. But, man, if you're my age, just makes you think how old you are a guy like jj watt is retiring you're wondering and questioning your own sanity and your own your own age right there but hey shout out to jj man hopefully he gets to enjoy his retirement number one number one story inside the trifecta right here on 670 the score with gabe ramirez again these are in no particular order but it is in fact um the notion that the bulls lost to the houston rockets man that one was tough yesterday that one was tough. 133-118. I'll let you hear from Billy Donovan first as to what he thought was the reason the Bulls ended up losing. Well, the first quarters there, did you notice anything in tonight's first quarter that maybe harkened back to how that was before? Just kind of where do you think maybe that switch happened in the first quarter that hasn't been there? Yeah, the first quarter, I thought our bench came in and did a pretty nice job. I thought Corin gave us a really good boost off the bench. You know, I thought Andre in the first half gave us really good minutes. Um, that momentum, there was some good things that happened. But, like, you got to we, – we, you know, we were up – I think it was 62-61 up one. And then we got up by seven, I think, in possessions offensively where the ball didn't go in the basket. And it totally bled into, you know, our defense. And then all of a sudden, it just kept, it just kept going. And um game was kind of – you know, indicative of the fact that we kind of let them really get going. That's a magic number. That is your trifecta right here on 670 The Score. It is Gabe Ramirez. Shout out to everybody that is listening on the Odyssey app, man. If you, you know, there's prime real estate on your phone. We understand that. And you don't want to put a ton of apps on there. But this is one that is can pay you back in, in, in large sums. The Odyssey app, you get to listen to every station on our network across the country, not just here in Chicago. And then you can take us wherever you go. And then we have specials as well. Sometimes I do a weekly special, a one-hour show live on the Odyssey app, a national show. So you get to hear local content. So that, that's really cool, man. A shout-out to everybody listening on 104.3 HD2, my HD2 crew. Shout-out to you guys where, we coming in, where we're coming in loud and clear, clear right here on 670 The Score. So I want to continue on the conversation about 
the Bulls and what happened yesterday. We are going to be talking to Sam Smith at 7.20. Going to want to listen to Sam Smith because a lot of times I feel like when I'm talking to Sam, I'll try to ask him some question that I'm trying to get dirt on, and then he'll just keep it real. That's why I love Sam. He always keeps me on the straight and narrow. Uh, but this this game is going to be a tough one to talk about because, I mean, you heard Billy Donovan mention it. The Bulls did have the lead at a certain point, and it seemed as though they were stringing things together. But I'm telling you, it's the fluid, it's the fluidity, the continuity that sometimes just doesn't exist. You heard Zach say, hey, man, we took this team lightly. And I don't think that's what it was at all. I don't necessarily think the Bulls said to themselves, hey, we're facing the Rockets after winning three straight. It's not like those three were blowouts. It's not they were playing at some super high level. So to come back home after a three-game trip and to face the Houston Rockets, you just kind of, first of all, the Rockets were coming off their own losing streak as well, right? So I don't think you were taking them lightly. I mean, they still got guys that are killers. I mean, you saw Eric Gordon just shooting the ball from anywhere. One for six from the three-point line. That was tough to watch. Jabari Smith, top five pick in the NBA draft, didn't necessarily look quite like a, a standout guy. <coughs> but the guy, the Turkish guy, Alperin Sagoon, I mean, geez. 10 for 12 from the, from the field, 4-4 four four from the free, free throw line, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks. I went on Twitter just to kind of see what people were saying in Houston about that game. And let me tell you, they are big on Sagoon. They call him a baby Jokic. It's a little much for me, but when he puts up a game like that, it's hard to argue against it. The other issue, obviously, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green just going bonkers from the three-point line. Like, Iowa's playing his best defense on those guys. His best defense. And they were still smacking. Kevin Porter Jr., Look like the guy at Export Fitness that comes in wearing black Air Force Ones and a black tank top, and and like you can't do anything with him because he's so good, and he's wearing like jogger pants, and, and like his shoes aren't tied, and he's still just busting you up from the three point line. That's what Kevin Porter did. Silky smooth. He looked so good yesterday, and you kind of almost looked at him and was like, "Geez, this is what Kobe White is supposed to be." This is what this is what you want your three point assassin to look like, but you know fell short in a couple of ways. Kenyon Martin Jr. really had himself a game, but you know Billy Donovan, you know had a couple comments as to why he felt like this game went the way it did. First and foremost, he talked about the Bulls' defensive effort, and then we went through a spell where we didn't didn't make shots, and we had pretty good looks, I thought, um, and I thought it you know at three points in those quarters. You know, it's it's hard to score enough points. You know, we're scoring enough points, but we've got to be able to to be better defensively. It was a combination of our physicality on the ball, you know, getting over screens, our bigs having to stay in coverage a little bit longer to get the ball into control by them tonight that I thought we defended really well, and they made up against the clock sh- shots. Like the one, I think we got it down to maybe 11, and it was by our step back. That happens sometimes, you know what I mean? But when you couple that with the fact that you know, you have the breakdowns that you're talking about. Listen, listen, the reality is this, Billy. It's kind of tough to say there were some defensive struggles when you gave up 133 points. I don't think 133 of them came just at the, as, the, as the shot clock was winding down. And I don't want to harp on the Bulls' struggles defensively. I think, I think it's more than that. I think... And I'm not, I'm not talking about the drama between the big three or whatever, but you saw some moments of frustration from Vooch, whether it was him running the floor and not being the recipient of a nice bounce pass or him getting to the bench. I mean, it's frustrating. You're the big man. You want to score. You had 10 points yesterday. I mean, tough. 10 points, three rebounds. Oh, my God, that's really bad because Vooch is – I am one of Vooch's biggest fans here in the city of Chicago. Vooch hasn't had three rebounds. Jeez, I don't even want to tell you guys when the last time was. Last time Vooch had three rebounds? Uh-oh. October 28th versus San Antonio Spurs when he played 24 minutes. He had, he had, oh, no, he had five rebounds. Vooch hasn't had three rebounds all season long. It's his lowest rebounding output of the season. That's tough. So there was some frustration there. One for five from the three-point line. Didn't shoot well from the field. Only shot 30%. Uh, 
rotations look good. I mean, they, just, they look like a. It just looked like you and your boy showed up to the to the gym at forty, and then you took on some twenty year olds, and you knew you were better than them. But it didn't matter because they just were running to get rebounds and hitting shots that you couldn't defend. It just didn't matter. That's what it looked like. All right. The good thing is we get to continue to talk about the Chicago Bulls, what happened yesterday. Is this something that they can just kind of brush off, or will it linger as they look to face the Milwaukee Bucks on Wednesday? We're going to ask Sam Smith all of these questions on the other side. Don't go anywhere, man. It's Gabe. I'm hanging out with you guys all the way till 9 o'clock, and we're talking Bulls basketball after this right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're back. Live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. This game is over. The Houston Rockets shocked the Bulls here at the United Center. 133 to 118 behind Kevin Porter Jr.'s 36 points. Wow. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. Broadcasting live from your Score Hyundai Studios in we get an opportunity to talk a little bit about that Bulls game right there that was just called by Chuck Swirsky right here on 670 The Score. Uh, right now joining us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is a senior writer at Bulls.com. Of course, talking about none other than Sam Smith. Sam, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Happy uh, holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Uh, did you... Did you get any any gift that you felt like you just kind of put to the side? Didn't really, you know, think much about it. Um, <laughs> just just the ability to be on your show. Oh, stop it! So I, stop I knew it. it'd be coming at some point, so I was saving it for post holiday. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna let that live there. Make sure you cut that clip. <laughs> cut that clip. Use it in the intro next time. Uh, Sam, let's talk about this this uh, Bulls game yesterday versus the Houston Rockets. You heard Zach kind of say like, "Oh, we took it for granted." I didn't think that was the case at all. I thought the Bulls just got outplayed by a better team yesterday. Yes, I I, I, I like Zach a lot, um, but I agree with you <laughs> more than him. But uh, you know, players say you know bull durham i don't know if you ever saw the movie pulled yeah, enough but uh, you know pre- players practice their cliches you know with the media so that's something you say you know when it's a team with a lesser record although you know with the way the bulls have started not that lesser um but there's a pattern in this i uh a lot of us you know understand you know you look at the record say well you're nine and 23 young team but 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 if you look at the rosters and the way where the Bulls, they say, well, and I think that's with a lot of confusion with fans. They say, well, how did I beat Milwaukee and Boston and lose, you know, to, 
Houston and Orlando and San Antonio and Oklahoma City. If you look at those rosters, you know, they're inexperienced. They're not playoff teams. That They're not going to get there. But if they got there, they would have trouble because they're young. But what they've got an advantage over the Bulls is uh, athleticism and, and, and also shooting threes. So, you know, kids coming into the NBA now, uh, that's how they're raised on basketball. They you just shoot threes and dunk. You know, and that's sort of an analytics formula on some level. Not my favorite way of watching the game, but it it is the game, so you have to adjust. But and that's why you know the Bulls are a not an unathletic team. Zach's a great athlete, but there's not many others. You know, obviously the Rosen and Vucevic are you know. Uh, not to say poor, but below average athletes, certainly. And then you got, you know, older players. They're both in the 30s. Dragic, you're bringing in playing minutes. Drummond, you're playing minutes. You know, Io's, re- you know, really plays hard, not a really good athlete, not a great athlete. And Patrick Williams, who, you know, we sort of thought, you know, but sort of plays mechanic. I think he, because of his size, you know, he, he he moves a little mechanically. So you get these kids coming in, Porter, Green, you know, high draft picks, great athletes, you know, do d- dumb stuff, you know, dribble between their legs 15 times and, you know, throw the ball all over the place. But if they start hitting shots and get in transition, you know, you know like, like they did, and that's why the Bulls have had trouble against these teams. Who is a look, Oklahoma City, you don't even know who's on the team, you know, and San Antonio again, you know, but you say, how do you lose to those teams? Well, that that's what they all have in common. Yeah. And you're looking at those squads and you're saying to yourself, like, and it was highlighted yesterday, Sam, where you saw them running up and down the floor and just that sheer energy that these guys had playing against the Bulls yesterday was intense. And it frustrated a lot of the guys, including Vooch, who had his lowest rebound output. Of the season, we knew we knew Houston was a really good rebounding team, but what do you think it was about Vooch that kind of you know had him off of his game, kind of matching his uh, his lowest shooting output of the season as well? Well, there's some quickness there, you know, quick quick players, and and you know what they were doing. That's really the trouble, you know. They were, I, I I I didn't hear all the sort of post game analysis. There was a lot of generalities about commitment, or but. You know, still these things still get decided, like you know, football game, and you talk about momentum and all the intangibles. They they really get decided on if you block the right guy, and you know, and the same thing in basketball. So you know, they they played. I mean, coaches is experienced. You know, Paul, um, son of a you know NBA player. So. Um, they put Vucic in a lot of pick and rolls. And so now, you know, when the Bulls are not, you know, the Bulls are accepting switches and all teams do it. It's not enough faulting them. And I don't, I, I don't think it's a good way to play defense because I think it, it, you know, it puts you in a vulnerable position. And so, you, you know, you probably fans are watching. They say like, what's Vucic out there on that Jalen Green guy? <laughs> yeah, that was tough And to that's watch. why, you know, they're switching, and, and so they're putting him in the screen role. They're finding the guy that he's guarding. That guy's coming out to set the screen. So when you switch, you know, now he's on this, you know, super athlete who's pulling up and shooting threes or blowing by. And I think, you know, it sort of got him out of the game. The concept, you know, the Bulls are trying to do is, you know, switch and help, you know, it's – and that's what we kind of saw last week, you know, after the Minnesota game when they won a couple of games on the road. And, you know, Billy Donovan was emphasizing, you know, the guy's got to come off the weak side and help. And, you know, we were seeing that, and that sort of cuts down on the transition, you know, because maybe now the guy with the ball, especially a guy like, you know, Green's not, you know, his young guys want to shoot it more than pass it, um, you know, in that sort of situation. Although I got to say, Houston moved the ball very well. I was impressed for young players that, you know, they did share the ball and they, they, you know, they were active moving the ball. It wasn't a lot of isolation, selfish. It was a lot of dribbling, but, um, you know, so I think, you know, it just, you know, sort of got out of it. And then, you know, look, the Bulls offense for good or bad is going to mostly end up in the hands of DeRozan first and Ludin second. So, you know, he, he is a tertiary guy on that. And, you know, if he starts missing a couple of shots, kind of human nature they don't they don't look for him as much yeah yeah that was the the tough thing yesterday just watching all that because you did see a 
a Houston Rockets team that seemed as though they enjoyed playing with each other and for each other, especially in that particular game, coming off a losing streak, just obviously hitting some shots and, you know, kind of filling themselves a little bit. And then the Bulls on the opposite end, obviously, like you mentioned, the offense running through DeMar, him missing some shots. And then it just it feels it always gets murky in those moments, Sam, where you're watching the Bulls stars, the big three, miss some shots. And then all of a sudden, because then there, then there comes that next moment, right? If DeMar misses two or three, and then Zach and Vooch is like, dude, I should probably have had a shot in there somewhere. And then the same thing goes for, for Zach or Vooch in those moments. Do you see the same thing in those situations when a guy kind of misses a shot or two that the other guys kind of take it upon themselves to create their own shots? Well, sometimes there's elements of that at times. And we've seen it, you know, back and forth you know, at times. But, you know, DeRozan, you know, did have nine or ten assists. I think nine. I think he took one away toward the end after the game. And, uh, you know, Zach's – what's what's I've noticed, you know, because Io is really not a point guard, what they're starting to do more of is – you know, get DeRozan or Levine with the ball and, 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 you know, sort of make them distributors a little more to try to, you know, put something in the offense. So, you know, it did look like, you know, they were, they were trying, you know, they were trying to make plays. Um, you know, I think DeRozan and Zach led the team in assists, uh, you know, so they, they weren't just, you know, now, that's the issue with DeRozan, you know, the positive and the negative. The positive is, you know, he's this incredible shot maker and, you know, big time shots, winning shots. Nick's, you know, game the other night, you know, has made more in, 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 in the time he's been here since anybody, since Jordan, basically. Um, but at the same time, you know, he once when he's going to do that, he's going to dribble into it and sort of stop things. You know, and everything's sort of going to stop because he's kind of searching out his spot. And then he's really not giving up the ball unless they double team. You know, and then he will if he doesn't get a shot. You know, but he's going to pump fake two or three times before he does. (laughs) You know, so things are going to slow up some, you know, at that. So I don't don't think they're selfish players at all. I mean, all of them. And and I, I thought Zach you know, was, was passing up shots last night to get yeah. the ball, yeah. to get the ball to other guys to try to involve. So, you know, and Kobe White had, a, you know, was benefited, benef, benefited off that. I think he made, you know, three or four threes. Uh, he was the only one, like, was plus on the plus minus, and some, it's not great stat all the time, but he was the only one on the whole team was a plus. Yeah. You know, so he's he, he's been playing, you know, a lot better, and he's been, ta- you know, he, they've been getting him in spot-up situations. So you can see they've been trying to do that. It, it, you know, I just think the as some of these young teams, the athleticism uh, is too much for them at times. And then if those guys, they can deal with it if they're not making shots. But then they start making threes. Uh, Green and Porter, you know, both six six, big time athletes. It, now each one makes six threes, so you know that that's tough. Yeah, it was unreal watching some of those threes go down. We're talking to Sam Smith, of course, writer of Bulls dot com, and a litany of other things that we can list off if we wanted to. But uh, Sam, you mentioned the the youth of the Houston Rockets. You mentioned the age of the Chicago Bulls. So if we were to kind of take a step back and look at this team uh, on a macro level. Using the information that we just kind of mentioned, what do you personally, you, think is the perfect mix for a championship team when it comes to, you know, youth and veteran leadership? Because we saw the Bulls kind of take that approach going like the veteran route when they brought in, you know, Wade and Rondo. I know that was like a stopgap for a couple of years, but they still took that approach. And here they are now, you know, with with some veterans, especially in the second unit. Like, What do you think, though, in your mind, is a perfect mix for that championship team with youth and veteran leadership? Well, let's first say that was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the yeah. Wade Rondo thing with the worst acquisitions. But, but, that, but that was because they, they, they needed, like, to fill seats, and they knew they needed to bring in right. someone. Right, and, 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 and you're right. You're right. And, and there was an element of that in this team, too, and that's what happened. And, you, you know, I agree with it. I, I think that was the thing to do because, you, you know, you know, from being here, the, the community had really turned on the team. They had turned on management. They were angry. They wanted change and, and almost like anything. It, it was sort of like, you know, you see in different sports, you know, like with, with the football or well, like Arlur said, you know, this summer was I, I, I didn't like, but still the same thing. It's like we want anybody else. We don't care. We don't care who's it, but anybody. 
And so it, it was like that with the Bulls a couple of years ago. And so guys came in, and I think they recognized that. And I think they looked at it and said, you know, we, we, we need a short-term fix for this thing. Right. And they did. I mean, they really turned it over. You know, got Vucevic, got DeRozan, um, you know, so that, so they, they get, you know, two all-star players to go with Zach, who's now, you know, sort of nearing his peak as a player, finally makes the all-star team, makes the Olympic team. And now all of a sudden, you know, and the, and, the, and free agency with Ball. And obviously, you know, that's hurt a lot, you know, Ball being out all season. Um, but, you know, they're in first place, and they have this miracle turnaround. I mean, if Ball doesn't get hurt, Kornishev is probably executive of the year. You know, they're, I mean, Billy Donovan was one game away from coaching the All-Star team last year, uh, literally into early February. They, they ended up, you know, they were – Close to first, they ended up losing. That. Miami won a game right at the end or something. But you know, they, they were almost in first place and uh, heading into the All Star break, which is like you know, sixty percent through the season. So, you know, they had done a great turnaround in a short time and uh, reengaged the community, which was job one. I think that was the first thing they needed to do. So now, now you know, they've sort of. N- not bottomed out, but got into, you know, sort of the middle. So now I said, well, how do you get to the next stage? So, yeah, they they have to uh, get more athletic and, and, you know, it's hard to get a star. You got to be lucky. You know, you know, DeRozan is really good, but he's not that level star. You know, you, you can't, if he's your best player, you, you, you can't win. And no offense to him, but no, not at all. You know, that's, a, that's essentially what Toronto said. He said, we can't win if you're our best player, so we, we're going to trade you for Kawhi Land. They won a title. You know, and I'm sure, De, you know, that hurts. Demari wouldn't say anything about it. But he's really, you know, a really good player, but he, he needs to be like your second or third best player, and then you can win a title. Now, it's really hard to get those guys, but so if, if I'm the Bulls now, i got to make a deal. I, I've got to, you know, and – and I'm only advocating in the sense that the Rosen by far would bring the most because if he went to a, like a Boston or Phoenix or, you know, some team that's close, but has lost before they, they could win a title. I mean, he could be the final piece. Um, and you know, people say, well, so, you know, maybe Zach too. Yeah. And Zach could too, except, you know, DeMar's 30 going on 34. I mean, He's, he can't be your future. I mean, you can't be saying, okay, we're going to give this guy five more years or stuff. I mean, I know Tom Brady's playing into his 40s. But <laughs> yeah, he's no Tom Brady. <laughs> you, he, he, you know, to me, that can't be your future. So I would try to, you know, and like I just bring up the Rosen because I think he's the most valuable. You know, he brings sure. the most. He can sure. really get you and then get you some draft picks back, you know, so you, so you can start adding young players again. Um, and so, you know, I, I just think they need to make some move. Not, not a. You know, some people say, "Oh, blow it up, start." No, no absolutely don't do not. that. We've seen that. That was horrible, and they don't need to. They've got a lot of good players. Uh, they just need a little bit of a change of mix now. Yeah, you look at you know, the guy like Demar, and, and you know, you're saying, and obviously, you know, you're not advocating for his trade or nothing. Any of us are in actuality, but when you're thinking about who can bring you back. The most in return, I, I guess the, the the part where I reach a fork in the road, Sam, is when I think, what do I want in return? Not necessarily for Demar or Vooch or Zach or anybody, just in general, right? Like if I were to, if the Bulls were to trade a piece, do I want draft picks again and have to deal with that, or do I want a, a player that maybe has some potential and, and we kind of work him in, kind of like a Patrick Williams type of guy? What, which direction would you lean in? Some draft picks and a young guy? or maybe someone that has a ton of upside that hasn't necessarily reached his potential yet? Well, certainly a play. Yeah, I don't want draft picks. Okay, I yeah. agree with you. I, I, I'll tell you what the trade is, and I, I, I don't know. You know, you never know either side. I mean, you know, you don't know what teams are doing or think sure. and want to do. And, and I tend to think the Bulls are not going to do. You know, I, I think, you know, Karnasivis has said, you know, that he prides himself on being patient. Uh, you know, he said some of these, you know, media sessions, he said, I'm – more patient than anybody I know or so, you know, so I, I think he, you know, and I think they still hold out hope that Lonzo can, you know, make some sort of return. And we don't know, you know, medical, med- medical records are private anyway, according right. to the law. So no one's going to tell us. So, 
I mean, the public, you know, media, public, anybody. So we don't really know. And and I, I tend to think they're going to ride it out and, and, you know, with having beaten Boston, Milwaukee, you know, some of the other teams saying, hey, you know, we can get in the playoffs, go around, you know, and he mentioned the goal before the season about, hey, if, you know, we can go into the second round or something. But but this is what I think the kind of deal as possible. I, I think Phoenix has got a short window because of Chris Paul. They've got maybe another year left with him at, you know, to play at a relatively high level. And then they're close to starting over again. And they're, they're missing scoring, you know, to the Booker, to get somebody else to score without Booker. And you can see that there's an issue there with Aiton. Um, you know, he got benched in the playoffs last year. Got, you know, already last week he was fighting with Monty Williams again in the sidelines, something, you know, yelling. I mean, not physically. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he's a big guy. <laughs> you know, if, if I would say if I'm the Bulls, I say, you know, if I'm them, I say, I'll flip you DeRozan and Vucevic short term, you know, two guys, big time scorers who can score, who can get you over the top. And now, you know, Booker has all this kind of room, Chris Paul to set it up, to run the thing. DeMar doesn't have to be your best player. Yeah. And I'll take Aiton. I'll take um, Jay Crowder, who's been sitting out. Get it? Maybe I flip Jay Crowder for a pick. They got a couple of other pieces, and I can get some draft picks from them because I, you know, they're right now closer than the Bulls, but they're not close good enough to win, and they need something big. And I, you know, there appears to be an issue with that guy. And young center, athletic, number one overall pick in the draft, you know. And now you now you say you put him with Zach, you put him with Patrick Williams, you bring back Lonzo next year, you know, next September, hopefully, you know, and now you've got you've turned over your roster. And now also you got some more picks because you pick up a pick from them. You got the you'll, if Portland makes the playoffs, you get their pick, you know, so now you can get a couple of firsts to add to that. And now, you know, you sort of turned over your roster and got better, some veterans, you know, Zach's you know, toward 30, but you've got young players too, um, you know, and, you know, some depth on the bench, Kobe White, you know, Dragic, if you keep whatever, you know, keep him another year. I don't know if he wouldn't play another year, but, you know, so I, I think, you know, something like that, I don't know if that's feasible or possible, but that's what I would, like I said, I would look at something like that where I can turn those guys into into young potential star players who are not good enough to take uh, a veteran team over the top, but a guy like DeRozan is. I think you're absolutely right, and I love the the, the team, Phoenix. I mean, obviously, what each team will get in return in that moment, Sam, is exactly what they need, right? The Bulls need a a big that doesn't necessarily need the ball a ton. You know, DeAndre can score, but he's not going to sulk if he's not getting his shot attempts because he's going to get them within the offense. And then, of course, the Phoenix Suns, I mean, operating more of a of Western Conference type of offense, Vooch being in there, being a stretch four or five, depending on where they play him. So I love that. I hope it works out. I mean, getting draft picks and, and a guy like DeAndre and just to kind of shake up the roster. That's what you need, just a little, little, little baby shake-up. Not saying that they're going to do it, but if you are going to get out of, like, Indiana Pacers purgatory, then you might as well just uh, go ahead and do something like that. Sam, I appreciate you uh, calling me your, your best Christmas gift. <laughs> so you can come hang out with me today, all right? I uh, love talking to you, man. Have a great night. All right, take care. Sam Smith, senior writer over at Bulls.com. Love having him on. I think Bull, uh, I think Sam and I enjoy a, a ridiculous love for the Chicago Bulls, so it's always must-listen-to radio when we're on together, man. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. The phone lines are open. No, 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 don't, don't shut them down. I saw you put the little cancel sign there, Leo. Put this on because I want to talk to some Bulls fans that are out there. What did you think about that? What did you think about your Bulls team yesterday losing to the Houston Rockets in the fashion that they did after winning three straight? Where do you think they're at? What do you think about some trade? Well, just let's get it off your chest, man. This is an interactive show. I want to hear from you guys, whether it be on the text line or the phone lines. 312-644-6767. What are your Bulls thoughts and I'll take your calls on the other side. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio. Make sure you get your calls in. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, 
better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Here's Green. Works on DeRozan. They feed mid-post left Smith on an ISO against Kobe. Ball poked loose and taken away by the Bulls. White with a wraparound, three on one, going upstairs and thrown down Zach Levine with a two-handed dunk. Oh, baby, what a play by the Bulls. Kobe to Levine with a two-handed flush. 61-59 Houston. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670. The score, of course, that was Chuck Swirsky being as emphatic as possible when it comes to these highlights, man. And yesterday, was there was no shortage of highlights in that game on either side. Of the whole thing. But I'm taking your calls right now. 312-644-6767. Just had the chance to talk to Sam Smith. He brought up an interesting trade proposal for the Chicago Bulls and the Phoenix Suns. I'm curious. Here's the question that I have for you. Because obviously, ain't nobody trying to trade Zach. Let's be honest. Nobody's trying to trade Zach. He's your dog. He's going to be for the next couple of years. Everyone else's trajectory is on the way down or going to stay, you know, kind of have plateaued. And Zach's the only one who has the potential to have a, a, a brighter future, a higher ceiling. So we keep him. So the question is, who would you rather trade, DeMar or Vooch? Now, obviously, you know, Sam mentioned that you probably can get more back for a guy like DeMar. But if you trade Vooch, do you like the squad with DeMar and Zach maybe kind of being a one-two punch, a, a C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, a, a Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown? Like, do you think, that works or do you get rid of DeMar and have you know the the Chris Paul DeAndre Ayton kind of you know Devin Booker DeAndre Ayton kind of vibe where you got pick and rolls and you know you're working in the post and playing the sort of like an old school a little more old school type of game who are you trading in that situation 312-644-6767 let's go out to the phone lines we got Dave from Slinger Ready to jump on. Uh, what do you got to say about Lonzo Ball, Dave? Um, with him coming back, if Lonzo Ball back and he's with Damar and Zach and um, who's the other guy? Um, Vooch. Vooch, yes. With with him back, do you think do you see our team? Are we going to have a different – see a different team? Uh, do you think it will turn our team around? Dave, I understand what you're saying, and I and I hear it. And obviously, it's the number one thing most people are wishing and hopeful for when it comes to this Bulls team. Can Lonzo Ball be the guy to get everything back together? And it leads me to the one question I did not get an opportunity to ask Sam Smith. And it's one thing that I feel like when I said it initially, I thought, ah, I'm just like this stupid radio guy that's making dumb opinions and stating dumb opinions on the radio. You know, I'm still new here at the score. But then I thought to myself, as, as time has passed, I'm like, wait, I'm a damn genius. Goran Dragic should be in the starting lineup for the Chicago Bulls because if, if, everyone, is, if everyone is like, yo, when Lonzo gets back, this Bulls team is going to be crazy. That's what the Bulls need. They just need Lonzo back. Well, why not put somebody in that one spot, that one position, your point guard role, that is the most similar to Lonzo Ball? Who's that on this team? It's not Ayo. It's not Alex Caruso, the guy who you put in the starting lineup in place of Ayo. It's Goran Dragic. He is the guy who is most similar to Lonzo Ball. And what do I mean by that? What are you expecting from Lonzo when he comes back? Oh, he's going to be the facilitator. He's going to knock down threes. Okay. Let's leave perimeter defense out of there because the Bulls suck at perimeter defense anyway. But if I can get two of those three things to be true, if I can get Goran Dragic to operate the offense where he distributes the ball evenly or to whatever he sees best fit, 
then that's going to help this team out. Let's not forget, Vooch brought in Dragic. So if you want Vooch to be better, let Dragic run the point because he's going to be able to get him that ball. Apparently, Dragic had, you know, some words for Zach Levine a couple of nights ago against the Minnesota Timberwolves. But if you've been watching these last couple of games, there seems to be like a, a veteran mentorship where Zach is a little bit more receptive to whatever Dragic is saying. I'm only telling you what I've seen on the broadcasts. But if Dragic can be that guy that now has Zach on his side, he's rolling with Vooch, and now all he has left is DeMar, who loves DeMar knows who Dragic is. So why not put him in the starting lineup to operate that team? So, Dave, to answer your question, do I think he'll, the Bulls will be better? Yeah. They've already proven that. The problem is, will he come back? That remains to be seen. And, and I don't know about you guys, but what I'm not going to do, what I'm, that's my favorite line, what I'm not going to do is sit around and spend the entire season hoping for Lonzo Ball to come back. Chalk it as a loss, bro. He's out. If he comes back, bonus. But what I'm not going to do is sit up here and be like, everybody's tripping. Wait until Lonzo gets back. No, because then what happens when February rolls around and he still hasn't done anything? By the way, shout out Lonzo Ball, man. He teamed up with Bulls community partners and took some some dads out for Christmas to shop for their babies. Like, talk about, you see a lot of people, like, they give turkeys and Christmas coats and toy drives and stuff like that. But when you go on a micro level and, and really try to just just grab a segmented audience and, and really look out for them. Shout out to Lonzo Ball. Good on and off the court. Thanks for the call, Dave. I appreciate it. We got somebody else on the line here, Leo? I can't hear you because I'm on. Jesse, out in Crown Point, man. Jump on the phone lines right here, man. What do you got to say about these Chicago Bulls? Yeah, I, I think we need to trade Vooch. Um, he, he's a great player. Um, he, he can definitely score, as he's shown. He can, he can rebound um, defensively. But, I mean, defensively it's just kind of soft, in my opinion. And I just – we're giving up way too many offensive rebounds. Um, we need to get a guy that seems to be a little more aggressive. Um, I, I would love to keep DeMar and Levine. I think they're a good duo, kind of like the C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard duo you were talking about. Um, but we definitely need to get stronger inside. Um, and I also want to bring up how well I feel like Andre Drummond's been playing yes. rebounding that ball. Yes. I think he's been doing a great job, almost better than Vooch has. So Don't go that um, far. I think he's been going underrated. So, yep, right. thanks. Yeah, thanks for, the, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. So a couple of things. You talk about Vooch. I think Vooch is the furthest thing from soft that exists. I want to be very clear. You cannot operate in the paint the way Vooch does and be considered soft. He literally makes these guys, these grown men in the NBA, look like high schoolers the way he operates around the rim. He is so nice with his back to the basket. And it seems and and with first of all, he's the best Chicago Bull within five feet of the rim. It's not even close. The way he can score, both hands, right, left, so you can't be soft in that sense. But I hear what you're saying, though. You mentioned offensive rebounds. Dude, it's tough when every team has a stretch four, stretch five, and Vooch got to get out. Because, yes, when you're looking at the Bulls squad, it's always four guys and a big. And whether that big is Andre Drummond or Vooch, it puts them at a, at a, at a loss because then no one else is crashing the boards. You saw Billy a couple days ago put both of them on the floor at the same time. That was interesting. But but Andre Drummond's been playing phenomenal basketball for the Chicago Bulls, outperforming his contract without a doubt. He adds an element of just leadership, veteran presence, and just grown. He's a grown man without a doubt. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 Score. I'm a grown man too, even though my mom bought me some really cool underwears for, for Christmas. What can I say, guys? I'm a kid at heart. Uh, I am here hanging out with you guys till 9 o'clock, though. So we got some more stuff to talk about. Herb Howard is going to be jumping on to talk about the Bears at 820. And so, you know, I need a break. My heart needs a break from talking about the Bulls. So when we come back, we'll get a chance to talk about the Bears. We'll talk a little bit more about the top draft picks. And 
A former Bear scout has thrown out another name that the Bears should be looking at who's not named Jalen Carter or Will Anderson Jr. Who is he, and how will the Bears fare in this draft, regardless of where they end up in the top five? We'll talk about it on the other side. And, and hey, real quick, you want to talk Bears? Phone lines are open. Leo, phone lines are open still? Yes, they are. Absolutely. All right. Phone lines are open. You got any Bears thoughts? I want to hear them. You want to chat a little bit with your homie? We'll do that as well. All right. 312-644-6767. Get your phone calls in. Get your texts in. And we'll talk Bears after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 